This is Saving Grace, Living in Light of God's Love, a podcast ministry brought to you by Grace School of Theology, a seminary to the world committed to the truth of Scripture and life application through the lens of grace. Hello, I'm Carmen Pay, your host for today's podcast. Thanks for joining us. You know, there are many scriptures that talk about the importance of sexual purity, but what does sexual purity look like? Our guest today says we experience purity to the degree that we make godly choices. Okay, so what are those choices? How do I make them? What happens when I fail? Well, today we're going to get answers to those questions. Our guest is Dr. Roger Fankhauser. He's author of Stormproof Men, Sexual Purity for Christian Men in a Sex-Saturated World. Dr. Fankhauser received both a Master of Divinity and Doctor of Ministry degree at Phoenix Seminary. His research thesis, Sexual Purity for Non-Sexually Addicted Christian Men, confirmed both the need to help Christian men experience purity as well as the general scarcity of resources to help those men. His book, Stormproof Men, grew from this work. He is the senior pastor of Burleson Bible Church in Burleson, Texas. Dr. Fankhauser is also the president of Free Grace Alliance. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Well, so glad to have you back. We had a wonderful discussion last time, and there's so much more Mm -hmm. uh, to say. Uh, You know, so often when we hear advice offered for overcoming sin and struggles in our lives, it seems like there's always a list of do's, uh, of don'ts, and avoids, uh, stop. Right. (laughs) Uh, But you provide a more positive approach, and I love that, more grace-oriented, I believe. So why do you feel that a more positive approach is effective uh, for making godly choices in regard to sexual purity? Well, the prohibitions, and Scripture's full of them, but the prohibitions aren't, aren't enough to change our lives. They're enough to get our attention and help us know this is something I should not be doing. Uh, but there's a pattern in Scripture when you look at it uh, from cover to cover that every time there's a thou shalt not in the context, either directly stated or implied as a thou shalt do this instead. Yes. And, you know, that positive goal uh, does a better job of of sustaining lifelong change mm-hmm. and better motivation than just simply stop doing this. Yeah. Um, sometimes uh, I, I think we think of God like we think we deal with uh, kids. Well, stop doing that. Why? Well, because I said so. Right. Well, right. as a parent, you can sometimes get away with that, uh, but uh, when we think, you know, as adults, it's like that's not enough. Yes. You know. Why and and what should I do instead? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think that's really the pattern in Scripture, and I think it gives yes. uh, a better motivation. And frankly, much of the world views Christians as here's things you're against. It's true. And, yes, we're labeled as yeah. those who are against. Yeah, and and there's there's so much more to it. It's mm-hmm. yes, I'm against this, but I'm for this yes. instead. And the positives just do a better. Job. The secular world knows that. Yes, and yes. we just need to realize that's a biblical pattern as well. And and also, when you consider our flesh, our sin nature, mm-hmm. uh, when we hear "don't do something," mm-hmm. our flesh is going to fight to do it, isn't right. it? Right. Right. So I I think that's a, a wonderful approach to give some positive things and reasons why we should do things. 
Uh, well, let's look at some of the positive things that men can do, starting with enjoy being who God made you to be, a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you mean by that as it relates to our topic of sexual purity? Well, the, the idea of sexual purity deals with one dimension of who we are as a sexual being, but it doesn't define everything about who we are. And, and so this isn't a case of be less of a man. It's, you know, still enjoy, you know, manly things, you know, go out there and, you know, you know, grunt and groan and watch football and (laughs) fix things and break things or whatever, you know, (laughs) obviously being a little sarcastic, but you know, whatever, whatever things you enjoy doing as a guy, Mm-hmm. It's not a prohibition against doing those things. It's enjoy being who you are as yeah. as male. And uh, sometimes our our culture you know has diminished what it really means oh, to be to be a man. No and, doubt. And we don't allow little boys to be little boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many parents I've heard say, "I'm not going to tell my kids, my boys, uh, I'm not going to let them play with guns." You don't have to. They'll go find a stick. Right. You know, and let let men be men. To just deal with this dimension to learn to control this dimension of, of life. Obviously, you have to control all the other areas too. There's limits, but you know, it, it's enjoy your masculinity. That's who God has made you to be. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say it. Well, I, I think that ties in with the next positive choice that you present, and that's enjoy appropriate relationships. So, what are some examples? It may be obvious, but let's let's talk about that. What are some appropriate relationships? Well, obviously, as a, as a husband, I should enjoy my time with my wife, mm-hmm. and uh, you know she should be um, a friend, and in my case, my best friend. Uh, we enjoy going out and doing things together. We go to shows, we go to concerts, we go out, drive around, look at wildflowers, whatever it may be. Yes. But you know, within the marriage relationship, it's good to date my wife. It's not good to date the woman next door. Mm-hmm. As a single man, it, it, it's the opposite. You know, it's okay to date, you know, other other people, but realize that there's limits on how you can express affection with one another. Within the marriage relationship, we are free to enjoy sex together. Mm-hmm. God says, wait mm-hmm. for outside of the marriage relationship. Yes. And so it's, it, there, there's appropriate relationships we can have with, with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And it depends on, you know, what our status is. You know, that looks exactly. different for the married man than it does for the single man. But we can still enjoy those relationships. So that too means with sexual purity doesn't mean oh you have to you know have the standoff and you can't enjoy time with with the other person. You just have to be careful of what you do. No doubt about it. And and so many studies have come out over the years that uh, men and women in a marriage have the best sexual relationship, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think that's part of God's blessing mm-hmm. upon uh, honoring mm-hmm. the, the marriage bed. So. Uh, again, there's there's a positive reason to wait, I right. think is what I'm saying. Well, when we were last together, we talked about having a correct view of God. Right. Uh, is that what you mean by your, your, your choice of glorify God choices? Glorify God and choices. What, talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's recognizing the goodness of who God is, the mm-hmm. greatness of who He is, um, Understanding some of his his attributes, God is far more than just the sum of his attributes. But thinking about who God is, uh, sometimes when it comes to this issue of sex, we focus so much on his holiness that God is against this stuff instead of thinking of all the other 
you know, characteristics of you know, his goodness and his love and his grace yes. and his mercy and his faithfulness and all these other uh, dimensions of who he is. Um, but when we understand the, the, the character of God and that impacts what we think of the commands that he gives for us, we realize they're not there to, to make life miserable for us. They're there ultimately for our best. You know, our yes. world, as we've talked about before, says, no, 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 that's not the case. You know, you look at what you have to give up. And mm-hmm. and God say, no, 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 do it this way. This is how yeah. what I've designed for you. No, I was going to say he created it, and yeah. he's, yeah, behind it. Yeah. He's for it. Yeah. And, and then also having a correct view of God gets us away from the um, viewing God as the, the, the mad parent. Mm-hmm. And recognizing mm-hmm. that he's given these things not to, to make life hard, but to make life good. Yeah. And ultimately glorifying God is recognizing who I am as God has made me. It's recognizing God as who he is and recognizing that when I follow what he asked me to do, mm-hmm. then I'm putting the focus back on him because I recognize that's ultimately best. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that, that's the heart of glorifying God is, is yes. yeah, we, just that honoring him and recognizing your way really is best. That's right. In, in all aspects of exactly. our life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. The next choice you mentioned is is so important for all of us. Uh, respect self and our reputation. Mm-hmm. How do you think the respect or lack of respect for ourself and our reputation affects our self-talk uh, when we desire to be sexually pure? Yeah. When If we don't have a, a healthy biblical view of who we are, and I'm not talking about the world's view of self-esteem that we pump ourselves right. up, but rather... An understanding of who we are in Christ, yes, and that in Christ we are you know, adopted by God. We're forgiven our sin, and we're we're uh, given the Holy Spirit, and this you know all these different dimensions of who we are. Then we recognize when we sin. Wait, you know, I'm a child of God, and I slipped, and I may, uh, I sinned against God, but that's wrong. Uh, if I don't have a healthy view of who I am, mm-hmm. then we end up thinking things like, well, I just can't help myself, or that just proof I'm not worthy of God's love. Well, that's true. We're not worthy of His love, which is good. He loves us anyway, but and we are to to you know revel in that love. Yes. Um, but we start talking about to ourselves, and and instead of building up uh, the positive things God has designed for mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. Uh, we start focusing on our failures, yeah. and that focus will never lead to long term life change. Yeah. As a guy of Dave Anderson says often, you know, if you focus on your condition, mm-hmm. then you lose focus of your position. Mm-hmm. And so you'll never be able to change. But it's focusing on our position first where the Lord begins to work through us and change our condition. Mm-hmm. And I think that I always try to re- remember that myself. It's uh, so important. Very good. Well, as a woman, I particularly appreciated the, t- the choice, honor others. Mm-hmm. And, and you specifically said women. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, many don't realize how God elevates women in the Bible. Uh, you reference a few scriptures, and, and there, are, there are so many. Is there one that you uh, particularly feel honors honors women that, that, that comes to your mind? Well, there's, you asked for one, there's two uh, that, that okay. pop in my head. One Old okay. Testament, one new. And, yeah. and the Old Testament, it's uh, the description of how God made the woman. And that he he says that he... Uh, made man in his image, male and female, he created mm-hmm. them. And so it's recognizing that both man and woman are image bearers. 
Yes. And so there's there's that equality of, of being. Doesn't mean there's not different roles. That's another topic. Yeah, right. But it has nothing to do with one being superior or one being the boss, the other being the subordinate. That mm -hmm. doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So recognize that we're both um, image bearers. Yes. And also in that description of of the creation of the first woman, the idea of being a helper. Mm -hmm. well, in, in our culture, when you think helper, you think subordinate. Uh -huh. But that's not the case, because in the, the Hebrew word there, it's also uh, used of God being our help. You would never think of God as your subordinate. <laughs> no. It's a very strong term affirming uh, the goodness of, of who the woman is coming alongside. Yes. Well, then uh, Paul emphasizes some of the, the same idea when he says, um, in Christ, there is no uh, rich or poor, slave or free, male or female, mm -hmm. that they're all one in Christ. And so recognizing uh, that as Christians, mm -hmm. we're on the same level. Mm -hmm. And so we read those words, and, and we may not see you know the significance of them, but in that culture, by that time, it had very, very much been a patriarchal, you know, I'm the man, I'm the boss, yes. you do what I say, that sort of thinking. Yes, no and, honor. Yeah, and... Christ and the way he dealt with women elevated mm -hmm. them. The words of the New Testament elevate them. The creation elevate them. And so it's yes. recognizing that you as a woman are not there for my sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are there as a, a image bearer of God for his purposes. Mm -hmm. And thus I should, my choices ought to honor you. Yes. Yeah, yes. As much as you know, follow what God wants me to do. Exactly. It's so important. I think it's almost a, a starting point in many cases because uh, uh, in, in those, you know, there's there's a lot going on in the, in the media today where women are coming forward who have been sexually abused. Mm -hmm. And obviously in those cases, they were not honored. Right. Uh, so very important for our day. Well, the next choice is also one that women listening will appreciate. Highly value marriage and your wife. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you've kind of alluded to that, but uh, uh, let's talk, though, about the, the negative impact of pornography, which is the elephant in the room. Right. Uh, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, talk about the impact that that has on a marriage and on the wife, who truly ends up being the victim mm -hmm. in her husband's sin. Mm -hmm. So how, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? So much to say on that topic. Yes. Uh, on on one level, uh, pornography is inviting the other woman into your life. Mm. You know, we might very well say, "Oh, I never have an adulterous affair, but I'm more than happy to you know, watch whatever yes. I'm watching." Well, that's wow. functionally doing the same thing. You're yeah. you're inviting another woman uh, into your life, and the, typically, when women think of of that, they view it as, "What's wrong with me?" Sure. Why is my husband not satisfied? Men will try to justify, oh, no, no, it's different. You know, I'm not, that says nothing about you, but that doesn't really reflect their understanding of their wife and how she mm -hmm. sees it. And how, she, and how she feels. Yeah. And so that, yeah. ju that just, if the, the sexual relationship is to be the closest dimension of, of intimacy and that the, the closest that we've come as husband and wife, mm -hmm. you know, on that level, then going to pornography tells her you're not good enough. Yeah. And whether the husband thinks that or not, that's the message that she receives. And she knows that she can't compete no. with the women that he's looking at. No, you can't. 
And, yes. and yeah, there's real life doesn't have airbrushes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There was a book out many years ago. I, I the, the author leaves me right now, but the name of the book was Affair of the Mind. Mm-hmm. And, and that really is what it is. Like you say, mm-hmm. it's an affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so mm-hmm. uh, devastating mm-hmm. for a marriage. And, and there are many women who are in that situation now who are committed to their marriage, and their husbands are likely committed to the marriage, but they've gotten off track here and, mm-hmm. and uh, taking them down a, a very devastating path. And, and also the children. Uh, I think it's frightening to consider the impact on the children in the home mm-hmm. because uh, I always wonder if he's looking at the children differently, even though they're his children. Yeah. You, you can't look at pornography and not think or change how you think. Yes. Uh, I just recently read a book, not by a Christian author, but it's called um, Your Brain on Porn. Mm. And it, it talks about how individually uh, our brains are rewired. Yes. That... Uh, the the cliche is what's wired is fired or what's fired is wired. Mm. That you know, as you focus on things and this, yeah. you, you redefine, you redesign your your pleasure center mm. in your brain. So you, your thinking is wrong, and the things that you view in pornography, which are not even close to real life, yes. that yes. becomes oh, that's normal, that's good, mm. and and it's impacted the way our culture sees mm-hmm. sex because they've started thinking of this, to keep hearing the same message over and over. That must be that's normal. That must be okay. Yes. That must be a good thing, wow. and it's changed practices in yes. in uh, relationships, and so definitely changes how you think of women. Mm-hmm. It definitely changes. You know, it basically changes how you look at everybody because wow. it objectifies everybody. Mm. There's no real person, no real relationship mm. there. Really shows the seriousness yeah. of this issue and, and the need for sexual. Purity. Related issue is that with the the amount of pornography that's out there and with guys having it. Uh, last last I read, the average age of exposure to porn is eight. Oh, my. my and goodness. there's not an eight-year-old brain mm. that's designed to figure out how oh, no. to, to deal with that. And so it creates a whole bunch of problems down the line. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It truly is. Well, I opened the podcast today with your quote, I experience purity to the gr- to the degree that I make godly choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you add to that statement choices that I act on with my heart, mind, eyes, and actions. Mm-hmm. So when we look at the phrase "to the degree that," right, it, it sort of brings tension to the picture because Christian men want to be sexually pure, but they also know the flesh fails them. So how do you how do we deal with that tension? It. it really um, parallels uh, what John says in 1 John when he says, I write these things so you don't sin, but when you do, mm. and so he recognizes this is the goal, and so that idea is not to minimize the target. The target is I want sexual purity, and I want that to be a way of my life, mm-hmm. but the realization mm-hmm. that um, failure is a possibility, never condoned, but, right. but reality of life. And if we view sexual purity as you know, doing this on an absolute basis, mm-hmm. then we end up getting back into that, oh, I failed. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, oh, I sinned, I need to pick myself up, start going again. And so, you know, ideally, you want a life characterized by sexual purity. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in some senses, it's like learning to walk. Yeah. You know, your child doesn't get up and walk across the room without falling the first time. Exactly. And, uh, and 
part of that too is understanding the character of God because as a parent when your child falls down you never lean over and go you stupid kid no, no you say no. come on get up go yeah. again yeah. and so it's it's never there as an excuse for mm-hmm. failure but a recognition that it, that might happen mm-hmm. and so what you uh, you want to look at the the big picture am I am I improving am I growing am I and ideally, I want to get to the point where I'm walking in purity mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, I'm so grateful for First John 1-9, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously is so important in this mm-hmm. instance to, mm-hmm. to confess, I messed up. Mm-hmm. I messed up. God, I agree with you that mm-hmm. this was sin, that I've grieved your spirit, that mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, and, and I can't move forward without out you empowering me to do so. So right. uh, it's a really a wake-up call in that moment rather than a beat myself over the head and give up mm-hmm. uh, attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, continuing that positive approach that we that you take, you discuss a list of benefits for the sexually pure. And I think that's awesome to be able to picture in your mind those benefits and that to keep you on the right path. Share share a few of those with us. Well, there's there are a bunch. One is uh, you never have to worry about your reputation, um, and you know that's good. Uh, I just had a, an email from my my daughter yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a pastor that we all knew that everything just started coming out in the news of mm-hmm. ongoing sexual failure in this guy's Aww. life, and she basically said. Dad, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that with you. Oh, wow. Wow. I love that. Yeah. So gets me emotional. Yeah, well, of course. And, and, <laughs> but, and it should. But That's you know, beautiful. Yeah. I don't ever have to worry about no. you know, any true accusations coming out of the dust, you know, that hey, Roger did da 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 da. Yes. yes. And you know, it, when I walk in purity, mm-hmm. that's never there. Mm-hmm. Um when I walk in, in purity, I don't have to worry about all the, this faulty thinking uh, because we all have memories. There was a man many years ago, and I was talking about this at a um, men's retreat. He said, told me, Roger says, I've got all these memories, and I can't erase the pictures. Mm. And, and there's ways to deal with that, but, but yeah. he's right. You know, yeah. it's, it's not like a computer. There's no you know, reset. You can't mm-hmm. uh, you know, wipe the hard drive. Yes. And that's there. And you don't have to worry about that when you're making mm-hmm. right choices. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look your wife in the eyes. Yeah. Yes. And or same thing with your girlfriend. You know, if you're single and you're dating and she knows that you're going to honor her, mm-hmm. you know, that gives her confidence. Yes. Now, our culture is such that that uh, women are becoming more, I'll use the word aggressive and in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sexual realm. I think part of that is the impact of pornography again. I, I um, agree. But in, in that relationship, that if she really desires to be pure, she can trust you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. So there's just a whole host of, of issues like that. Yes. You don't have to worry about God's discipline. Right. Um, you know, there's yeah. the benefits are. are can sleep Great. at night, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I agree. And like you said, there's many, many more mm-hmm. benefits. Mm-hmm. But those are some great examples. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, for those, uh, well, let me, let me step back, though, because Christ also told us to count the cost. Right. And that's important. We've looked at some benef- some of the benefits of remaining pure, but, mm-hmm. but we have to be honest and say there are some costs mm-hmm. if you choose to be sexually pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are, talk about that. Yeah, the the cost of discipleship um, 
the real cost, we have to realize that the payoff is greater. Mm -hmm. And so it's a net gain. You have know, use accounting you know, terms or thinking right, along those right. lines. Uh, but some of the costs would be sometimes you know, if you're single and dating, uh, you might actually have a girl that says, you know, I'm not interested in this. Mm -hmm. um, you could very well be ridiculed. You know, you, you go into the, the men's room and they're all talking, you know, sexual jokes or mm -hmm. they got their you know, porn up or whatever it may be, uh -huh. you know, and then there's the, the name calling, you know, you're narrow minded, what's wrong with you, all those kinds of things. Um, you might have to make some real choices to minimize exposure. You know? Yes. Um, yeah. Decide, you know, I can't afford to have those movie channels on cable because I know that there'll be some things I don't need to be looking at. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, choices like that. And yes. uh, um, Places maybe you don't go, yeah, right? Yeah, places you don't go. Uh if you've been involved in this, there's a cost of just learning to rethink. And yes. you know, you you mentioned uh, as we were talking before we started taping about you golf. Mm -hmm. And um, so one of the costs is learning first how to quit doing the wrong thing, so you can yes. start doing the right thing. Uh, there's an old adage: "Practice makes perfect." That's not quite true. Practice perfects what you're practicing. Mm. If you're practicing the wrong thing, you perfect the wrong thing. Oh, that's so true. And so when I, one of my first golf lessons, the, the instructor told me, here's what you're doing wrong. You need to learn how to stop that before we can show you <laughs> what to do that's right. Mm. And, uh, and that, that's a real cost because that's an awkward time. Yeah, yes. And, and just so that there's a, there really are a lot of things. But when you, yeah. the big picture, though, when you look at them, it's, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. And the answer is yes. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. I use the illustration sometimes of retirement funds. Nobody complains about how expensive their retirement savings are. It's a real expense. Yes. If you take money out of your paycheck, put it in retirement, time, that's yes. a real expense. Yes. But you never think of it as an expense. You think of it as an investment. Exactly. And that's the same thing when it comes to following God in this area or any Good area analogy. of life. Good analogy. Good analogy. Well, in our closing moment, uh, for those listening who may be struggling with sexual sin, how do you suggest they stay focused on those benefits uh, versus just focusing on what they would might give up, counting the cost? One of the easy things to do is, is make a list. Mm. And in that list, include things about the character of God and how you honor God. Mm -hmm. In that list... Include things like maybe even a picture of your wife oh, or girlfriend. Yes. In that list, uh, have a, a, a description of what are the benefits of this? Why do I want to accomplish this? Just as a reminder that this is what I'm shooting for. So it's a, a real tangible, you know, from time to time, pick it up and review it. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you're thinking, I'll use the word, the phrase, thinking clearly. When you're thinking clearly, put that list together. So when it's foggy, when you're wrestling, you can pull that out and, and it'll help you get perspective. Yes. You know, in a sense, it's like you know, flying by instruments when you're a pilot. Uh-huh, you, uh -huh. you know, Out there, it looks messy, but you know, based on this, I'm going in the right going direction. Going in the right direction. Great ideas. Mm -hmm. Great ideas. Well, thank you, Dr. Fankhauser. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. You know, living in Texas, we learn what it means to prepare for hurricanes. How well we prepare for the storm influences how it impacts us. Hope you'll tune in next time as Dr. Fankhauser brings us some tangibles on how we might prepare for the storms of temptation that are sure to come. 
You know, the Christian life is not only difficult, but it's impossible to live apart from Christ. We at Grace are prepared to come alongside you in your journey, to grow you in your knowledge and your love for Jesus Christ. We offer online courses and workshops in addition to our accredited classes for degreed programs. Many books like Portraits of Righteousness by Dr. Dave Anderson are available to help you to live a life that brings glory to God. Now, do you have friends or family who need to know more about God's amazing grace? Please share our podcast and tell them of all the great resources that we have at Grace. Download our app at gsot.edu to have easy access to all of our resources. So glad you tuned in today. And remember, the love of Christ can never be earned and it can never be lost. You have been listening to Saving Grace, a podcast ministry of Grace School of Theology. For more information, visit gsot.edu slash savinggrace. Views expressed on this podcast may not always be the views of Grace School of Theology or its leadership.